So, has anybody watched The Bodyguard? No. Yes. Have you heard loads about it? I have. I've heard apparently it's very good. All I really know about it oh, is it's got one of the guys from Game of Thrones. Yeah, it? okay, yeah. And then, Lewis, I, didn't, I was out last night, so I haven't seen the last of the series. Okay, well, I was way behind. Okay. So, downloaded them, watched mm-hmm. them, watched the first three. Yep. I'll say no more. My wife was away. She came back and said, oh, I've just heard about The Bodyguard. We should watch it together. And I went... Yes. I have not seen any of it. We should watch it together for the first time. <laughs> uh, so like ben, a married couple. What did you do? I, I said, oh, I've already seen the first three. What did she do? Wow. she say I'm out Diplomacy. in diplomacy? She was pretty... Did she carry on and watch the rest? Or did well, I told her to watch them today because I wanted to watch episode four tonight. So, welcome to episode seven of the podcast. The seventh episode. The Force Awakens. I can't wait for us to be running out of Star Wars films. You to do that to me. No, we'll never run out of Star Wars films. We'll no, get into true. the intermediate ones as well. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> it should be episode eight, but I wasn't very well last week, so these guys gave me a little bit of grace. I have a cough. <clears throat> that wasn't why I was ill last week. I was literally just left on the sofa dying. You should have died more. Then this would be my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I would reign I supreme. Be, you could be Ian, I could be Ben. And then we just need a Lewis. No, you're still Lewis. Ah, oh, it's fair enough. I don't know more than when we started. <laughs> Lewis. Okay, uh, housekeeping. First of all, we're on all the podcast platforms. And Every YouTube. single one. So subscribe to us in all of those places. Give us some nice reviews. I was going to say, don't leave it till later. Do it right now. Um, I don't really have anything else to say, so let's go straight to the injury report. Yes, injuries everywhere. Um, there is a good chance that Jimmy Garoppolo has torn his ACL uh, for the 49ers, which is not good news for them. It's really, really not good news for my Marquis Goodwin being a top 20 wide receiver pick. <laughs> but I feel like I feel like if it was an injury to Goodwin, we said that, okay, still stands. But I feel like an injury to his quarterback is even more extreme. Yeah, but and I'm so, a horrible person. Yeah, you are. It's true. <laughs> Let's be honest. What? I, every single part of my projections had David Johnson involved. So it's I'm true. And, and none of them were and that he the was going to be terrible. are ruining oh, David Johnson. Word. They're putting him in a coffin and I'm just sailing him down the ocean. Anyway, it's a bad time. so we, it, it's not certain, but basically uh, the GM has come out and the head coach has come out and they're all kind of saying, look, he's probably torn his ACL, he's done for the year. And they've already had a conversation with their backup, CJ Bethard, saying it's now up to you to lead this team. Wow. They're all expecting him to be out for the year, um, which is obviously, if you've got 49ers, 49er wide receivers, anyway, on your fantasy team, you should probably be worried. Abort, um, jump ship. If you've got George Kittle, you might be okay, because Kittle was good with Bethard last year, and they were at the same college. They so went they to Iowa together, together. so they have a level of rapport. And so I'm keeping Kittle, hoping that he has a an Evan Engram type year where he just keeps getting target after yeah, target no, after that target. Makes sense. I like that. Um, also, probably good news for running backs. Um, but yes, Jimmy G may be gone. Uh, the Falcons' defense is dead. Mm. They they lost Keanu Neal already um, to an ACL. <laughs> they lost their key linebacker Dion Jones for the year, and then against the Saints. They lost um, Ricardo Allen, who tore his Achilles, so he's done for the year. And that's three of their most important starters on defence, gone. Wow. Um, and they were about... The, they had Tack McKinley, their rookie um, pass rusher from last year, is questionable. And Vic Beasley can't do everything on his own. And wow. so the Falcons' defence was already shaky. It's now got even shakier. <laughs> so they um, need to uh, always... So they could be a good offence in a way that they just need to be picking up points to stay yeah, games. Yeah, similar to the Chiefs, and they just keep nice. throwing. Um, and then for the Rams, both uh, Marcus Peters and Aqib Tlaib left the game with ankle injuries. 
Um, oh. And so, well, so one of them, I can't remember one, one of them might have been a calf, but from what I read earlier on today, they were right. both ankle injuries. Was it just one incredible juke from someone? <laughs> That's what I like to imagine that one guy just did an incredible juke and everyone's like. Um, so I think Peter's first did it on the touchdown pass to Mike Williams, a uh, long, long throw, but both of them have got ankle injuries, don't really know what that looks like. So they could go from having an elite secondary to being quite shaky if they both miss extended periods of time. Okay. Um, which could be good news for a bounce back for the Vikings, who you'll hear about later on, had mm. the worst weekend of all time. Yes. Ian, chosen 22. So I've written down some 22. things, but you probably have thoughts as well. I have. Uh, I always have a little bit of spiel. Uh, chosen 22 are amazing dream team, who are... Yeah. Also not doing great in many positions. <laughs> yeah. um, so basically we just have lots of different people on offense, defense. Well, I say lots, but a person for each position. Um, and we said that as the season goes on, we'll cycle people in and out as they're doing well or not doing very well in the season. Um, yeah. So we've got a few people we put on on our initial list who aren't mm-hmm. maybe performing and some other people that deserve to be on the list. So give us our first one. Um, so I want to replace one rookie <clears throat> wide receiver with another. Yep. Um, I had really high hopes for DJ Moore coming mm-hmm. into the season because uh, he looked like the second coming of Stefan Diggs, he was unbelievable. Mm. You thought he was like Steve Smith, uh, yes. and I'm happy with either of those because they're both great. Um, but for whatever reason, the Panthers just aren't using him. He played okay week two. Well, week two he had one catch that went for a 51-yard touchdown. Played well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so, but Calvin Ridley had an awful week one, just again wasn't used, and then the Falcons have just been using him a lot more. He exploded against the Saints Three touchdowns, lots and lots of is yards. Is that going to be is that sustained? No, the, the game he had week three isn't going to be sustainable. That's ridiculous. But not I to think, that extent, though. Is he going to obviously? I, is I, he... I think the usage that he's seen the last couple of weeks is probably more representative of how they want to use him. Interesting, because um, he, he's got that ability to match up with people and kind of show some game breaking speed and his route running, which is what was kind of his. His number one yeah, talent coming out of the draft was on show again. He was doing yeah. a lot of really good and stuff. And also Julio takes and sometimes yeah. double coverage, so it's going to be good for him. And what was really telling is that in that Saints game, um, obviously Saints' best corner, Marshawn Lattimore, uh, was on Julio Jones to start off with. By about the second half, um, he was on Calvin Ridley, um, which is which a big sign of kind of the game that he was having. Yeah. Um, so that was something that... We need to consider. Um, I, I'd say let's pass that now. That's good. Ridley's done. in. Ball's Approved. Out. Done. Easy. Um, second one, Russell Wilson has yeah. not played badly. No. He's just on a team that has played badly. Yeah. <laughs> and they hate him. His, his defense doesn't exist. His offensive line doesn't exist. Um, and so he's just... Doesn't really have many weapons either. No, he doesn't have anybody <laughs> to throw to either. Um, although somehow Tyler Lockett has scored more points than... Um, Kenny Stills it makes me mad no been Chris Hogan sorry it makes me mad anyway um, so and I think we've seen Patrick Mahomes come in and be unbelievable mm. legitimately unbelievable setting yeah. some crazy records all over the place and so I would want to put certainly for now put Mahomes in there because he's just playing much better on a much better team Agreed. and he's playing better than probably anybody thought he could do and he's sustaining it to a level which is outrageous yeah and he's super young Let's so, see. You know, yeah I agree with that Easy. Um, and then you've also said that we might need to replace um, Antonio Brown with Michael Thomas soon. And I, I agree. Like, Michael Thomas is playing really well. And Brown, again, some attitude things off the field. But just isn't necessarily making it happen this year. Yeah. I, th- I mean, Antonio Brown is Antonio Brown. And yeah. So this is probably premature. And this is, we're recording, obviously, this before the Monday night game that have against Tampa Bay. Yes. Where I'm predicting is going to go off. Inevitably will. Now we've just Cause like, he was, him a little bit. he was not happy <laughs> week two. He was not happy and normally... For whatever reason, he has a game like that where he just gets angry at the coaching staff of, look, I'm the best player on this team, throw him in the ball, mm. and then the next week they do, and he goes crazy. And so it could all happen. But 
the way that Michael Thomas is playing, he has dropped or he's not caught two passes. Mm. He's had 40 targets and he's caught 38 of them. That's mad. He's a 95% catch rate. It's unbelievable. <coughs> um, and so he's doing some really, really great things and it could be that we come to a point of replacing him. Yep. Um, and then you wrote something about Zeke I wrote Zeke. as well. So we obviously, we put Zeke in. We had a vote against Zeke and Gurley. Um, he's in there. I just think it's, same, it's the same point of Brown, really. I think we just need to keep an eye on him. He's doing okay. He's doing great, but it's not necessarily... I th- I going think, mad yeah I know. think he's in a similar position with Wilson mm-hmm. and as much as Zeke is playing well he had 100 yards and he's yeah. been used a lot for the yeah. Cowboys but he's just on a team that doesn't have anything else yeah we might be able to find someone a bit more exciting yeah certainly on a more exciting offence at least great so to great. Uh, round off housekeeping we have a stat stat of the week there were several that I could choose we just mentioned the one about Michael Thomas um, Patrick Mahomes set a new record in the, over the first he's thrown the most touchdowns over the first three weeks of any season um, he threw, he's thrown 13 anyone, now not just a rookie out of anybody wow. full stop so the record I think was, was 12 thrown by Peyton Manning yeah. um, Mahomes has now thrown 13 over the first three weeks um, which is a new NFL record um, but the one we're going for is Drew Brees has now completed the most NFL passes ever um, he's on 6,326 um, wow. Brett Favre was on 6,300. He's now eclipsed that, Drew Brees has, and he's now leading that all on his own. I mean, an interesting side note is that he is currently averaging 359.3 yards per game, which if you were to extend that out over the 16-game season that he's expected to play, mm-hmm. he'd end up with 5,748 passing yards which would comfortably put him over the single season passing yard record. Also held, this one's held by Peyton Manning, it's like 5,477. So it's nearly 300 yards more um, than the single season record. And he looks incredible. Like he, didn't he rush for two touchdowns last night? He saved my personal fantasy team this week in our home league um, with those two touchdowns. Like he's, He scored 39 points. He looks great. He, he, he hit a Madden kind of spin move to score his first one, to yeah, tie the game, to put it into overtime, and then scored a a one-yard QB sneak um, in overtime to win the game. And Love so it. he's the only reason that I might win that game as long as Antonio Brown does what I want him to do and scores a million points. Awesome. So that is housekeeping done. Done. And now we the go house on has been to... Kept. We've, we've got Lewis giving us a tight schedule this week. How close were we to the 10 minutes? 37 seconds left. Oh, Which I think is... Sensational. Me. We're good at this. I'm very happy at this. Uh, so, <laughs> I can um, see it all going wrong now. Well, in fairness, last week I completely ignored Lewis's authority and I will do try and do better. It's true. I, the, my first point was that we are we are uh, under Lewis's leadership here, okay? Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's Lewis all in his hands now. Yes, Being a real producer. And you can bring in sanctions. Uh, Lewis puts 90 seconds on the timer and me and Ben do our best to review the, week's get, the weekend's games. Um, yes, including so, the Thursday night one, starting the Thursday night one. Yep, um, Thursday we have night. We to stick to the timer. Go. We do. Ian Haskell... Jets Browns, talk us through it. Okay, so the Browns, so the Browns won their first game. I need I a trumpet noise. They won their first game in two seasons. <laughs> I say two seasons. It's a season and a, and a half, probably. Well, it's um, like six hundred and something days. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Um, and obviously, this year they've had a couple opportunities to get over the line and they've struggled. Uh, whereas in this game, actually, the Jets went off to a good lead. Um, going into the end of the second quarter, the Browns looking poor. Tyrod Taylor, who was playing quarterback, had nineteen yards uh, of offense. Um, and got a concussion. So they bring in their rookie quarterback, Baker Mayfield, who comes in, uh, gets them to a uh, field goal before halftime, and then through the second half, 
without throwing any touchdowns, but he passed for over 200 yards. Yeah. Um, led them to victory. Um, two Carlos Hyde touchdowns um, and another field goal, I think. Or two. I don't yeah. know why I tried to be so specific right then. <laughs> um, but he looked good. He looked very good. He to did. the point where I'm thinking about potentially picking off my fantasy. I said it's this year. As soon as he comes back, I'm thinking about taking him just because I It'd like be his, interesting, yeah. his attitude. Um, Landry with 100 yards uh, played very well. Looked like he did in sort of so Miami obviously lots of targets played very well but in preseason the hard knocks and that he's like some of the catches and that doing very good looked very confident he actually looked a lot like that when Mayfield was playing struggles with Tyrod um, players to maybe gain as well is Njoko Njoko David Njoki I always yep. struggle with his name uh, Landry and Hyde will all benefit from Mayfield being there but the Browns look decent oh there we go the end so Ben the Falcons and the Saints the Falcons and the Saints was a crazy crazy shootout Mm -hmm. Um, went into overtime Saints uh, won it in overtime as I said earlier on a one yard QB sneak from Drew Brees Um, and they had they they got the ball in overtime to start off that first half of the bit of overtime Um, and just marched down the field they took like 10 like it was a 10 minute overtime and they took six minutes off the clock in it to then score that touchdown so we made sure that Atlanta didn't get anywhere near the ball Um, but in a game where Matt Ryan threw for five touchdowns without an interception and over 400 yards for him to go and lose that game just doesn't happen it's like the sixth time I think in history that it's happened and two of those have come against the Saints um, which is really interesting um so and it, it was just one of those games where, as I said, Michael Thomas caught all ten of his catches. Um, Kamara had fifteen targets, I think, and caught ten of those. Uh, it was neither defense was good, as we said earlier. The Falcons lost um, a couple of their, have lost some of their key players. They weren't very good, um, and then the, the Saints defense just doesn't look good at all. Mm. Like last Which is year, weird. well, and, and so last year the Saints defense started off kind of kind of bad and then adjusted and got better, so they could do that. But the Saints also lost one of their key cornerbacks, Patrick Robinson. Um, and it was just one of the most exciting games because, again, lots and lots of points, all the yards, all the touchdowns, incredible. Um, but at the same time, you kind of want, in a bit like the Super Bowl last year, you want defense to play well to make them kind of exciting as well. Yeah, I agree. Ian, San Francisco against Kansas City. Talk us through. So, similar situation with the Chiefs, really, with the Falcons and the Saints at high-scoring uh, offense. Uh, sort of hiding the poor defence the, yeah. the, the Chiefs are like a broken pipe is what I wrote down they are leaking <laughs> a lot uh, they're leaking a lot but luckily yeah, they have an offence which is probably one of the best in the league at the moment they are unbelievable Patrick Mahomes like we said uh, he's been in the chosen 22 now another three touchdowns this week um, and they just look so dangerous they scored on their this is the third week in a row they scored in their first drive of the game Wow. Um, and this week, Kareem Hunt was getting... He had two touchdowns from sort of goal line positions. Yeah. He's not necessarily rushing like he has in the past. Because they don't need to use him. No, it's true. And then he's not actually receiving much from, from the backfield either. He's not, he's not getting many catches, um, which is interesting. Um, but they look great. So you think um, Sammy Watkins now plays for them. He's starting to really heat up. Didn't yeah. necessarily do a lot of the Rams. People were saying maybe he was going to start struggling in his career. Obviously, he looked good at the Bills for certain periods, struggle of injuries. But he's starting to look really good at the Chiefs. And they have just weapon on weapon on weapon. Can't stop them. Um, the 49ers, as we said, uh, Jimmy G was on 250 yards, two touchdowns before he got injured. Looks like he could be out for the season. With that and McKinnon, you really do just... You'd be gutted. Like A month ago, two months ago, before McKinnon went down, you'd be really excited for the 49ers season. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's ended you know, already, really, you have to say. <clears throat> I just hope they can salvage a few wins uh, this season. And that Jimmy G comes back um, fully fit. Um, but main question really is can the Chiefs keep this up because 
they struggled last year when they came off to a similar sort of start. Very good. Yeah. Okay. True. Ben. Raiders and Dolphins. Raiders Dolphins. So <coughs> the Raiders are now 0-3. Um, but they've held a fourth quarter lead. They've gone into a fourth quarter of a lead in all three of those games <laughs> and are somehow winless. John Gruden, the bottle signed, <laughs> right? John Gruden has signed a ten-year, one hundred million dollar contract. Has now traded away Khalil Mack for yes, two first rounders, but also then gave up a second rounder back to the Bears. And so, what the heck is that about? Traded away the best pass rusher, who and Khalil Mack now on his own has more sacks and more interceptions than the entire Raiders defense. Wow. But th- th- that's, kind that's of, insane. That's insane, but it's kind of separate of this game. Uh, 28-20 to the Dolphins. Um, Kenny Stills, who's on our uh, show team, uh, scored a nice touchdown. Um, but this was a game where Albert Wilson threw a 50-yard touchdown to Jakeem Grant on the yeah. reverse. It was just kind of like a, a trick play that ended up being a little... It was a two-yard pass, effectively, that then Jakeem Grant took for a touchdown. Um, Albert Wilson took one to the house as well for like 70-something yards. Um, Jordy Nelson suddenly came back to life. So he had like 139 yards in the first quarter, 145 yeah. at half-time. Yeah, he had a, he had a crazy, he crazy like 28 first 28-year-old Jordan Nelson. <laughs> right, <laughs> and he, he came back to life, ended up with 173 yards. But Amari Cooper, who John Gruden came in saying, I'm going to make him the receiver everybody thought it was going to be, two catches, 17 yards. Not good. That's that um, fancy thing we talked about last week. He was incredible. This week, nothing. Week yeah. before, nothing, you know. Yeah, right. Um, Derek Carr ended up throwing for 345 yards, which is good, but the Raiders are trash. In conclusion, Damn, strong word. and you might be right about the Dolphins. Great, Ian. The biggest shock of the weekend: Bills Vikings. Okay, yeah. So as I said, biggest shock of the season so far: uh, Bills twenty-seven, Vikings six. So first of all, you just said that I might be right about Dolphins. Thank you. Give me yeah. credit for that. <laughs> you might be wrong about Josh Allen. Take it. Okay. He he took the Bills in this game, uh, and like you said, biggest shock of season so far. But Ben, you might be right about the Vikings. Yeah. Um, and Kirk Cousins in general. Kirk Cousins, I looked at my my, my friend's fancy team in the first like five minutes. I think he's on minus six or minus four or something. It's insane. Two fumbles, really quick off. He, and okay, I feel like he's hidden a few things in the last couple games. Definitely. Where he's thrown a pick. We were watching one game and we were like, okay, Vikings needed to come. I think it was against the Packers. Needed to come back for a pick straight away, but it's flagged. It was flagged for something. Yeah, sort yeah. Of I think it was a roughing the passer. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, so and Clay Matthews, rest in peace. I think Cousins <laughs> had some things that have hidden maybe some of the issues which you have spoke about already. Um, but the Bills did this without McCoy when everyone's been discounting them. Apparently, some people are saying that the Vikings on the short week did they overlook the Bills? Well, it certainly does look like they did. Right. Um, Allen rushed for two touchdowns, passed for another over two hundred yards. Like he looked very good. Didn't struggle with the accuracy like he has been. Like his completion rate was high. Um, yeah, they looked. They, they, it was so surprising, and the Vikings were worryingly poor. Um, Adam Phelan's Adam Phelan always does what he does, but Dig struggled. They rushed for something like twenty-five yards or something. sixteen. Sixteen yards is terrible. They didn't have Dalvin Cook, which you know. Yeah, they have a. He, he is better than Murray. That's just a fact. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they struggled on the, on the rush and things like but that. They only rushed the ball six times. I know. <laughs> ben Colts and Eagles. Colts, Eagles. So this was Carson Wentz's first game back since his ACL injury, and he did okay. Uh, 255 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Um, the encouraging thing is that he was able to scramble. I'm so um, glad he, he's back. He had a few good runs, and it, it's good to have the best quarterbacks back in the game Definitely. playing well. On that note, Andrew Luck does not look good. Did they bring in Jacoby Brissett for so, a Hail Mary because Luck couldn't throw it that far? Well, this is it. And so, the, so Colts lead in the fourth quarter... Wentz leads them to a touchdown drive for Wendell Smallwood, who ruined my Corey Clement pick in my fantasy team. Darn you. Um, Colts come back, 
And then for every reason, they've got like 45 seconds on the clock and all Andrew Luck is doing to get them 45 yards down the field, uh, uh, four, five-yard checkdowns to Eric Ebron to then step out of bounds. Um, and then they're at around about halfway and Luck comes out on the final play and they bring in Jacoby Brissetta for the Hail Mary. And... and is that because they're worried, like, the well, kicker so, on The Simpsons that does that kick and his leg comes off and follows the ball? They're worried that when he throws, that when he throws a long one, his arm's going to follow he's it. He's going to break himself up. Like, it was, it That's was worrying, so isn't bizarre, it? and it is really worrying. So Andrew Luck admitted it, said, hey, look, Jacoby Brissett has a stronger arm than I, stronger arm than I do right now. Um, but the head coach, Frank Wright, came out and said it has nothing to do with Andrew Luck's shoulder. Well, that's and, crazy. And, it's, and the, the biggest sign here of that Andrew Luck's shoulder is not back to where it should be or where it has been historically is that he is currently last in yards per attempt in the NFL. Yeah, he's currently five league. point something, and he averaged four yards per attempt. I think, wow. yeah, four point one yards per throw um, in this game, which is very not good. Wow, and teams, so teams will start to defend against that, as in, Definitely. just don't need to leave people deep. No, because <laughs> there's no risk. Yeah. Anyway, exactly. sorry, guys, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. Carrying on, Ian, talk about Green Bay against Washington. I need to say that I picked up Adrian Peterson off waivers on Sunday to you play did. in my fancy league, and he had. I was uh, the one that told you to play him as well. Well, no, I, he was in my lineup, but I was having questions. I was having a bit of a meltdown. Anyway, I played two touchdowns. I steered you in the right direction. And 120 yards. Um, he looked like AP of old. Um, we love it. Um, what I've wrote down here is that it turns out that you might actually need legs to be a quarterback. Um, <laughs> and the injury to Rodgers maybe showed up a little bit for Green Bay. Um, also, his hamstring, yeah. Players didn't, yeah, which is not surprising when you, when you have other injuries, your legs, yeah. you know. Your body is quite a delicate machine. So when something's out, the rest of your body sort of does tend to yeah. take the weight of that. Um, but for the Redskins, they looked good. And they have looked quite good. They looked good in week one, struggled in week two. Mm. Uh, Jordan looks Reed okay. looks like he could be Jordan Reed of old. Good amount. So I think it was four or six targets, can't remember. But he had 80 yards. He's looking good. Um, and yeah, I think that the thing is with the Redskins is that no one can predict what receiver is going to get the ball from a fancy point of view. And I don't think actually teams can plan against it. Like Paul Richardson came out this week, had a touchdown. Crowder and Doxon each week have a sort of couple catches each. They have do have quite a wide wide receiver corpse um, when it comes to talent. So it's interesting, really. Yeah, I don't have a lot to say about this, really, other than that Clay it's Matthews. annoying that we've moved from one rule confusion with the catch rule to another issue, which is now roughing the passer. It's ridiculous. And it's just annoying that we hidden. Got, so we got to get, you get rid of one, that. now there's another one. Yeah. I struggled to sort of say much about that game. Uh, <laughs> the Bengals and Panthers. Yeah, so Christian McCaffrey has already broken out as a, as a running back. Like he's a, He was you know, basically a first-round pick in fantasy drafts. But yeah. this, in terms of just rushing, yeah. this was his breakout game. Um, 184 yards on 28 carries. That's um, a lot of carries as well. Flip. well so, so they gave him a lot of work. Wesley Jansen just not... Uh, so C.J. Anderson rushed two times. Wow. Okay. And, and that's, that's been a thing. So there, there was a lot of talk about C.J. Anderson coming in and taking over kind of the Jonathan Stewart role from last year and being a younger, better version. He's barely touched the ball. He's kind of irrelevant in this. Mm. Um, but McCaffrey, yeah, 28, 28 runs for 184 yards. This is, this, this is what we were kind of promised by the Carolina coaching staff of his kind of usage. Um, Cam Newton vultured a couple of rushing touchdowns, as he does. Um, and then barely used McCaffrey in, a run in their passing game, actually. But um, the worrying thing for Cincinnati is losing AJ Green to what looks like a groin issue. Oh, no, um, but they do have uh, the kind of the Tyler Boyd. He's been great, isn't he? Yeah. He's been really, really good. He's shown great rapport with Andy Dalton, um, who, although Dalton did throw four interceptions this game, which again is not good. Um, they're going to want Joe Mixon back as quickly as they can because yeah. Giovanni Bernard was good but this was a game where they couldn't really get that ground game properly going 
Um, What's the so, extent of Green's injury? Uh, we don't know yet. It's okay. a groin injury. He's he, in my fancy team. He says that he's going to be back next week, but everybody, everybody who's been injured has said, I'll be back next week and he yeah. not missing forever. Why do they lie to us so much? <laughs> <laughs> For the media, Ian. Okay, let's talk about probably the most boring game of the week, Titans Jaguars. <laughs> my heading for this is this game deserves 90 seconds of silence. So the Jaguars look, <laughs> uh, the Jags looked amazing uh, last week. Bortles were like, here he is, he's arrived through uh, multiple touchdowns, good amount of yards, and the Jags went out and beat the Pats. And you think, here we are, this is it, they're going to go on that run. We can rely on Bortles. Um, the Titans won 9 6. Oh, shocking game. Um, the uh, Jags had 145 passing yards um, and under 100 yards rushing and the Titans had 108 passing yards and they had I think 115 rushing yards it is just one of those games where you do not need to necessarily view it too much Marcus Mario yeah. didn't start the game because he's, he's injured Blaine Gabbert then goes and gets injured after his fourth pass his third pass sorry Mario comes in still can't feel his hand properly uh, his throwing hand so then he just rushed a lot yeah um to be fair, this sort of game is the sort of game I'm so pleased it wasn't like an important fancy game. If I had, Definitely. I picked up Blake Bortles that week, and I was, I'm so pleased I didn't play him. Fun fact here is that the Saints, both the Saints and I think the Falcons as well, on their own as individual teams, both had more yards than this entire game. Oh my goodness! Next, <laughs> uh, Ben Broncos and Ravens. Bit gutted I didn't get this game, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, so Joe Flacco continues to look good. Which, which is look good. At Ian's face. <laughs> Ian, Ian like, loves yeah. it. Ian loves it. But but the Ravens' defense started off really bad in this I game. Terrible leaking yeah. points, and then the Broncos just shut down. I, yeah. I can't really identify what happened to it. Um, Philip Lindsay, their undrafted rookie running back, got ejected for throwing a punch. Um, which, which actually, you look at the video of it, and it was basically he was dive, diving in on a Case Keenum fumble to try and get the ball. And was trying to punch the ball out. From what I saw, was trying to punch the ball out, and the officials oh, said, "Somebody's head." You're throwing punches, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and tossed them out of the game. That wasn't great. The Ravens' defense were everywhere. For they just kind of stepped up and decided, right, you're not scoring any more points. That's so good. the Broncos scored all 14 of their points in the first quarter, and then went scoreless the next three. Um, Ravens stepped up. John Brown looked good. Five catches for 86 yards. Mm. Um, Alex Collins got himself a touchdown. The worrying thing for me about Alex Collins is that they keep using Buck Allen. At the goal line. Yeah. They had they another last touch- year there as well. Right. Harbour just loves Javorius Allen so mm. much. Um, and so if you're a fantasy and that's something we'll talk about later. But the Ravens looked good. And it was, yes, it was in the rain. And so it wasn't particularly exciting. And yes, it's Ravens at home. So you expect their defence to be good. Um, this is the sort of game we'd lose in season Yes. Past. So last year, Flacco isn't playing the way that he plays no, in this game. Not. He isn't doing the things he's been doing. Um, he had a cheeky scramble for an important first down as well. Yeah. Um, um, the Ravens D was missing some key players as well like the leader yeah, true. they've stepped up it's been good okie dokie where are we now Giants Texans me yes, so go. Giants 27 Texans 22 uh, the Giants go 1-2 and two. the Texans continue not uh, to have a win they 0-3 um, so Deshaun Watson actually looked a lot better in this game if you actually looked at his box score you'd say he had a great game um, but if you look at his amount of throws 24 for 40 um, you can clearly see that accuracy is still an issue for him. Like yeah. He did start slow last season when he first came in as a rookie, but this is sort of extended now over three games. Um, his accuracy has always been something that people have had issues with, um, yep. and it does look like to, it could be hurting him this year, to be fair. Um, 
So he struggled for them. JJ Watt got his first sack since 2015. Actually finished the game with three in total. Three sacks, um, four tackles for loss. I yeah, think, and five, a Q, five QB hits. So he, he played he great. And it's great to have him back. Like we always want to say, we always say, you always want the best players playing Definitely. in the league. Definitely makes it far more exciting. So it's so good that he's back. Um, Odell Beckham still doesn't have a touchdown for the season, but had another 100 yard game this yep. week. Um, Saquon Barkley looks really good and a team which maybe isn't like firing all cylinders another one for the injury report is um, Evan Ingram went out of this game injured yes, uh, I don't know anything about that but I know that he went out injured makes me happy because I hate him this year <laughs> that's it uh, and I think for me my prediction would be that the Texans will get better they're like they, they look good and they've been in every game they haven't just been like smashed in a game uh, and I think that if Watson starts to fire, he, he's a confidence player. And I think if he gets some confidence, has a good game, that he could potentially then start firing like he was last year yeah, at, at a definitely. rate which wasn't that crazy, you know, a touchdown so, every long pass. Yeah. The interesting thing for me, just very, very quickly, is that Will Fuller has scored at least one touchdown in every game he's played with Sean Watson. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that is good. And I still don't like the fact that like, I still can't pick him up in fancy. Anyway, sorry, no sanctions. <laughs> no, because I'm sorry. Joseph Mons always has them. That's true. <laughs> uh, ben, Chargers, Rams. Chargers, Rams. LA, the Battle of Los Angeles. The Bottle of... The Battle... Bottle? Hmm. The Battle of Los Angeles. And seriously, the Rams are very clearly, as of right now, for me, the best team in the NFL. They're just flying. Sean McVay has got them doing some scary, scary things. And yes, he's got great <laughs> weapons. He's got Todd Gurley, who's looking unstoppable. He's got the likes of Cooks and Woods and Cup doing good things, but he's just scheming them open yeah. all the time. And so the Chiefs might perhaps be the more exciting offense, but also you've got the Rams defense who um, just stop anything they want right now. Um, for the Chargers, uh, Melvin Gordon had the most rushing yards of the season so far for him. He got 80 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Mike Williams got a couple of touchdowns, four catches really? for 81 yards. He got one long one for, I think it was 48 yards or something. Mm. Um, looked like he got hurt, but then kind of came back in, got another touchdown. So the Chargers are still a good team, but they just keep losing uh, keep losing games based on special team stuff. Yeah. So Derwin James, the rookie they picked up in the first round, had a great interception in the red zone um, off Jared Goff. Uh, caught it in the end zone and then tried to run it out and got pushed out at the one. And then three plays later, the Rams scored a touchdown on a block punt. Wow. Um, and so it, it, it's, it's those mistakes that make, make the difference and for the Chargers it's been something for them for the longest time that special teams just loses them games and it's lost them a couple in a row now they're 1-2 and two, Rams move to 3-0 and oh. it's going to take a lot to stop this Rams team kind of running away with their certainly their division if not the conference oh wow that timing was insane I Incredible am game. unbelievable that was the pay rise Ian, uh, okay, Chicago Bears, Arizona Cardinals. Talk through it. So the Bears win sixteen to fourteen. So the Cardinals went off to a fourteen and zero lead, I believe. They did. Um, yep. And uh, Dave Johnson got a touchdown, and he looked like he was actually doing something. He finished with the game with thirty-one yards rushing, and not a lot of yards um, out of the backfield either. So again, the Cardinals are murdering a player, which. Yeah. It's potentially one of the best players in the league. 100%. Um, I'm a little bit upset because I've put all of my predictions on David <laughs> Johnson being an MVP and getting unbelievable touchdowns in the yards. I'm very upset. That's not happening. That's not happening <laughs> at all. Um, so um, he only had 12 rushing attempts as well, which is a trend we're continuing to see that the teams aren't, you know, actually it was refreshing to see the McCaffrey ones getting 28 carries. Yeah. Um, because teams aren't giving their running backs many carries. Uh, the Bears D is carrying them at the moment. Um, Trubisky is an average quarterback right now like he's nothing more he's nothing less he's he, yeah. he's serviceable he doesn't throw for many yards he doesn't throw for many touchdowns he's not going to carve you up he's a bit of a bottles yeah I agree and maybe a little less like yeah lost in the head it's like, also at times, year but, two <laughs> yeah 
Uh, like I said, though, but the best thing is he's getting time on the field. Um, and with that D behind you, you don't have to worry too much. They yeah, are going to have your back. Um, for the Cardinals, oh, like they looked so good a couple of years ago. They are potentially going to get to the Super Bowl. Like They lost, I think, right in the last game, actually, on the conference yeah, championship. Yeah. Um, and they just look like a shell of a team. They look lost. And like we're saying about Larry Fitzgerald definitely getting seven, 700 yards to be the something like the fourth, third all-time rusher. They may struggle to even get that. Josh Rosen came in this game, didn't look great as well. Yeah, he did not look good. Um, Cowboys, Seahawks. Yeah, sorry. I'm just... <coughs> sorry. <right>. Just... <laughs> Can we restart the segment? No, carry on. It was just a bit of a boring game, to be honest. It, N- nothing really felt like it happened. Seattle had one quarter where he scored 17 points, which is fun. That's a good event. But, and, and even with 200-yard rushes, it, it just didn't really felt like anything was happening at any given point. You're kind of like, oh, okay, there's a nice play, and then nothing for the next five minutes. That just feels like the Cowboys and the Seahawks. And the, yeah, and- it's two bad teams, um, both now ending up at one and two after this game. And you, you, you'd you be very worried if you're Dallas, because I think, if I'm remembering it correctly, I read a set earlier that over three games they've had one pass that's gone over 15 yards mm. um, which that's is insane. It's, it's incredible again going back to Dak Prescott came in and his rookie year was unbelievable and for every reason just seems to be taking step back after step back and again I think part of it is play calling part of it is Jason Garrett the head coach who has this just seems to have this ability to make players worse mm. um, and also <laughs> just <laughs> and, and, and just a lack of any kind of anything exciting happening for Dallas. They're oh, running right. everything for Zeke, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but when you become so one-dimensional um, with no wide receivers to throw to, you're in trouble. Mm. Um, and, and Seattle are in kind of a similar position, but they don't have Zeke, their version of Zeke of Russell Wilson, who is good, um, but he, he barely rushed in this Cowboys game, which is normally kind of, if he's only throwing for 192 yards, you expect some rushing production. He had minus one yard on a kneel. <laughs> Unbelievable. There we go. Um, the last game of the weekend, because obviously we're recording this on Monday, so we don't get the Monday night game between Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay. Uh, Patriots at the Lions. The Lions have a 100-yard rusher in the season. For the first game in 70 games. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and they won. We did that stat in the preseason that when they have a 100-yard rusher, the Stafford's record Stafford is really positive. Well. Yeah. Uh, they beat the Patriots. Um and they have a 100-yard rusher. His name is Carrion Johnson. They're apparently building a statue from outside the stadium as we speak. They should do. Um, he had 102 yards. And when he got it as well, the Lions fans in the stadium, it's really good to watch on the highlights. Uh, they just stopped cheering like, <laughs> like nothing else. It was quality. Um, he's a rookie, so fair play to him. I've stashed him in... We've stashed him in our he, league. Yeah, it's our, our podcast league. Um, and I have him in our Homer one, which is great because hopefully this is sort of a time now we can start getting some touchdowns in there. He had the same amount of carries as Blunt, which worries yeah, me a little bit. but massively outproduced him. Yes, definitely. As you would. Um, as I could. Uh, Matt Patricia <laughs> gets his first win uh, as a Lions coach, as a coach on his own, against his old club and his old boss, which is interesting. Yep. Uh, the Patriots looked to struggle on offense, to be fair. Had 210 really bad, overall yeah. yards. Um... Brady didn't necessarily look like himself. The amount of targets even to his wide receivers and tight ends was low. Um, just one of those games that they have occasionally, the Patriots. So there's nothing to worry about, but they, they do sometimes just have a game like this. Um, and it's about, like, Stafford looked quite good, actually. It's about time the Lions mm. have looked promising because a lot of people yeah. had Lions as, like, a breakout team this year, um, but it just has not turned out to be them. Whereas you look at teams like the Redskins, um, they have done it, whereas the Lions haven't. So hopefully he starts turning around because I do like Stafford. Yeah, I think this is the first year where we see... Um, the Patriots' lack of 
proper wide receiver call and it's make it's a difference to them. Yeah. And I think part of that again is on Brady being forty one. Um, this is the last game, Lewis. We've Lewis got a little getting bit. angry. <laughs> what sanctions? Um, a forty one year old quarterback with uh, a weak wide receiver core. Um, when your be- your best receiver is clearly Gronk on this yeah. team right now, and they're double, triple teaming him, it is it's making a difference for the first time. I think this could be the for beginning the of the time. end. <laughs> oh my goodness! Predictions from Ben. Okay, uh, fancy corner with a little yes. bit more structure. The corner of the room has a little bit more structure. So um, this week, Ben, on our team, just quickly. So obviously we have a show team, a podcast team called An Englishman's NFL. Yep, very original. On the worst app of all time. Uh, yes, we are using Flea Flicker. We're in a twenty-man league. It's terrible. Um, I was thinking, did someone mention that before, Ben? He does hate this app, but so does everybody else in the world. It's terrible. I don't know why you'd use this over ESPN. Anyway, 20-man league. Nobody's on waivers, so basically we're stuck with our team. So we're on week to week, just changing maybe yep. our flex. And Fournette was injured, so we took him out. Um, ben, give us a quick lowdown. Uh, Philip Rivers was good again. Ooh. 21 points. Um, Lamar Miller saved the day, saved his day, um, with a garbage time receiving touchdown from Deshaun Watson. Good. Um, because he had 51 yards. And a fumble. Um, which, is, which is okay, but he had a fumble, so he would have been bad, bad, bad. You get. Um, but the touchdown saved him. John Brown did well for us. Legend. So, um, so <laughs> we do like John words. Brown. So, <laughs> you the, know what you're so the problem we had is we were, we were hoping Fournette would come in and play against the Titans. He didn't. Um, and so we put Lamar Miller in our one running back spot, put John Brown in the flex. Marvin Jones and Kenny Stills both caught touchdowns, so they did okay. Both were with like 60-something yards and a touchdown, so that's good. Uh, Ravens defense ended up being good, 10 points, which is nice. They had a nice um, pick at the end of the game. And, they and did. Three yeah. sacks or four sacks, I think, in the end, so that well, was worked the, out The really well. annoying thing that I ha- watched happen live, live on Red Zone was they had one pick that would have been a pick six. It went for a pick six for on Wuasaw's pick six. Um, but the, the most needless block in the back, I saw it happen and knew really? they were going to give it to ah. the flag. And it was on the freaking quarterback. It was on ah, Case Keenum from a defensive lineman. He was like... Why would you, you do that? No. Keenan was nowhere near to play either. Oh, Very silly. So we could have had even more points and be more in a better position. But as it stands, we're just under four points ahead. Um, we're in a decimal scoring league, and so you get half points and all that kind of stuff. But we've got OJ Howard and Chris Boswell to come. Um, but they have Juju Smith-Schuster. So we're hoping that Juju has a quiet game on account of Antonio Brown going crazy, which would help me in a lot, a lot of other leagues as well. Juju, I'd say, could easily get 100 yards. So you could say oh, yeah. 10 points. Juju's had 100 yards in both games so far. Let's hope for a couple field goals and OJ yeah, to get at least goals. 50 yards. And I feel like that take us over the line. At the minute, according to this app, it's scheduled for some rainy weather, which might not be great. Um, but it could mean a lot of field it's goals. Nice here. <laughs> <laughs> it's nicer here than it is in Tampa. Who would know? But yeah, so we're in a decent position. We won the first two games as well. I know we're doing okay. Um, so we could end up three zero without our best player, without Fournette for two of those games. This we're is our okay. first year, Ben, of doing this league. But it's also our first year of doing sort of um, co-ownership. Even an analysis in the NFL from this show, yeah. And we both said in the preseason that the Jags like they take it easy. If Fournette gets injured, they don't rush him back. Um, and and they're literally doing this exactly the same. They could have, I feel yeah. like, forced him out in this week. Again, two weeks off. Let's just leave him. They'd rather have him back later in the season, which isn't great for fantasy because I'm sort yeah. of hanging on. I have Mixon, Cook and Fournette in our home Brutal. league who are all out at the moment. Yeah. And if they're all playing and firing, I'm unstoppable. I'm telling you, I'm unstoppable. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so the Jags are... I have Mixon and Freeman in one league as well. It's very upsetting. Gosh. The strategy we had in that 20-man draft... Um, of taking three running backs in one running back league has paid off 
perfectly. Unbelievably well. Played it incredibly well. And because, if Carry On comes out, we're doing all right. Yeah, we're in good, we're in good, good shape. And Lamar Miller has been surprisingly decent. I knew he'd be okay in as much as he's the only real running back the Texans have got whilst Foreman is still dead. Yes. Um, but he's played okay, even behind a terrible offensive line. Yeah, well, maybe the worst in the league. Um, so, maybe. fancy top performers, Ben. Yeah. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes has come out and set the world alight. He's throwing touchdowns everywhere, um, just doing stupid things. And he's not throwing any picks either. Mm. So one of the things, one of the potentially hot takes I had is that he could easily lead the league in touchdowns, yeah. but also in interceptions as well. Mm. Um, he hasn't been. <laughs> he, obviously, he's leading in touchdowns, but he hasn't thrown a single pick, um, which is pretty this crazy. so good. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you've got Fitzpatrick there as well, um, who is in one of his... Legendary hot streaks that he has. Every I can't now wait and then. to see tonight. I can't <laughs> wait to wake up in the morning. He's, I've got 11, tu- 11 touchdowns or 11 inceptions. Like, uh, the guy just does what he, he wants. He's going to be amazing or he's going to be awful. Yes, he, he doesn't really have a great area in his life. I couldn't um, start him. Like, that'd be terrifying. Like, yeah, in fantasy you'd be, point of view. You'd, you'd be very scared every oh, single week. Um, Alvin, basically, if you're on the Saints, you want Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, and Alvin Kamara. They've been incredible and they still got Mark Ingram to come back. They could be a scary team. Wow. Um, outside of that, I'm just trying to pull up. ESPN things as well because I had some players but they've now gone completely out of my head you they're also have Michael gone. Thomas on here with 38 catches and 40 games 40 targets which is what you said earlier um, yeah and in PPR league, like, the guy's unbelievable um, I remember in the first week I played against Michael Thomas and it just destroyed me single-handedly basically yeah Tyreek Hill is currently the number one wide receiver although this hasn't updated because it's still Monday mm-hmm. um, he won't be I don't think I think Michael Thomas will overtake him yes um, but Tyreek Hill has obviously been very good. Um, Gurley at running back. Deshaun Jackson has probably been the biggest surprise yeah. um, in terms of a non-QB, um, just catching massive bombs from Fitzpatrick yeah. all the time. And he, and he, yeah, oh, yeah. Yep. Um, AJ Green for you has been very good as well. He had yeah, a free touchdown game against the Ravens. He, he's, he is a player which, like for me last year, was extremely frustrating. It was very good some weeks and then other weeks would get 17 yards on free catches. Um, whereas this year he actually has started extremely well but obviously that groin injury that took him out yesterday is is a worry um, for me in my pers- in our league I'm not too worried because I have quite good wide receivers but man the injuries the injuries like this the, everybody seems to be injured I looked looked on Saturday and it felt like every single player I had was no. questionable somehow no it's, it's annoying <laughs> a um, couple of a couple of surprise performances whilst we're here mm-hmm. Chris Thompson um, had twenty. This is in a half PPR league. He had twenty-one points in in week one against Arizona, and then fifteen and a half um, in week two. So he's been very good over the first couple of weeks. Well. Completely flopped, thankfully, against That's Green nice. Bay. Um, and the other one is Emmanuel Sanders. Um, twenty-four rushing touchdown. Yeah, he had a thirty-five-yard rushing touchdown. Um, he had twenty-four points, eleven points, and fourteen and a half points um, coming in, in in his three weeks. He's been very good for Denver. Whilst the rest of them haven't necessarily stepped up, he's been great for them. Busts. Busts, busts and busts. And I talked about Alex Collins earlier on. Based on where you were drafting him, you're probably worried about his production right now. He's being outproduced mm. by basically everybody, um, which is not good, considering you're probably taking him as an RB2. He's currently, again, on a Monday, so not fully updated, but number 31 running back. Level on points of Tavon Austin. Wow. Um, which will obviously change once this all updates, but um, not good for him. He's being he's being outscored by Javoris Allen as well. Allen has three touchdowns. What happened to Kenyon? Four touchdowns. So people would have been choosing between James Collins and maybe Kenyon Drake. What happened to Kenyon Drake yesterday? He had a point. Um, he had five rushes for three yards and he had one two receptions for seven yards. Was it just... 
Not I, his week? I, I don't really know. It wasn't something I kept track of. Um, but I think it was just part of... Because the Raiders stepped out to an early lead. They were leading 17-7 at one point. So I think the Dolphins just started throwing it a bit more. <clears> um, <throat> and then I think they were still trailing in the fourth quarter. And so didn't really need to use them that much. Um, but yeah, Collins, you'd be worried about. Um, You've got Murray Cooper down here on the list. You said a little bit earlier about the Raiders as well. Yeah, I mean... Any Raiders player outside of Marshall Lynch are going to be worried about using. We spoke about him in preseason as well. We also spoke about Derek Henry, who I put on this list again, just just so like he's so talked about and so like put on this pedestal, and it's like it's not yeah. really for reason at the moment. Yes, yes, he's great in college, but so I, I wrote an article um, last week about the riskiest fantasy players, and Derek Henry was very much on that list. So last year, I think he ended up with forty five percent of the snaps, whilst Demarco Murray was there. Um, he's now on at before the game we just had against the Jaguars. He was on forty one percent. So somebody's being used less than he was last year. And um, with Dion Lewis in the fold, and so you're probably worried about him. Trey Burton. Um, Trey Burton. It's a bit early, I think, to call him a bus. He had a decent game, but he. It's that offense, though. It, it is the offense. He isn't being used the way that I wanted him and no, expected him to be used, um, which is slightly worrying. And then Chris Hogan just isn't again isn't being used at all he's inconsistent because he picked, didn't he get two touchdowns he, he got two touchdowns against the Jags partly in garbage time but he, he's seeing five or six targets and only yeah. catching two or three of them yeah, if he turns them into touchdowns yeah. great um, but he hasn't been outside of that Jags game and so I would be worried about it uh, and yeah waivers just real quickly we have uh, Alfred Morris no ignore that <laughs> he, he take, no, take him out take him out take him uh, out so have... I, I put Alfred Morris there because um, Matt Breeder hurt his knee um, in the San Francisco game, but he came back, which I didn't know what happened. I only okay. saw him hurt his knee. I didn't see him come back. Burrito so. is back from the dead. Uh, we have Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, and Chris Ivory for the Bills if McCoy yes. continues to be out. So McCoy fractured ribs. Um, they could keep him up for a little bit longer, given how important he is. They could also bring him back because they need him to win games. Apparently, they don't need him to win games because they thrashed the Vikings. I'd also put Baker Mayfield on that list because I just like the guy. Yeah, definitely. I think he could be good. Definitely. So that's the fancy corner. Now we go on to uh, you know the much awaited. The reason we put this at the back of the show is so you've listened up to this point. Yeah, I think this is actually the main meat. Of it's the, the outro. Show, really. is taking your bit out. Oh. <laughs> so we have learning, <laughs> learning with Lewis. Uh, so this week we're having two divisions worth of starting quarterbacks and a, a reason for a 15-yard penalty that we're likely to see. Is that right? Yeah, because you didn't Any shock or horror? No? Everyone agrees? Yeah, Good. yeah, that's fine. Go. What do you want me to do first? I want, I want the... Quarterbacks. Yes. Okay, right. Like so that. I've done the NFC North already. So yeah, I'm going to go yeah, for yeah. NFC East. Okay. So we've got the Giants. Yeah. Ooh. Eli Manning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Eagles, Carson Wentz. It is as of yesterday, yeah. Um, yeah, okay, these might need updating because I, 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 I formed this list at the start. Um, then we've got Cowboys, is Dak Prescott. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mouthful. It's hard to say. Um, and then the Redskins is Alex Smith. Yeah, nice. So then NFC South. It's like he goes to a mind to palace. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you've got... Like the, an episode of Sherlock Holmes. Atlanta Falcons. Yes, that is a team. That's yeah. a team. <laughs> and they have the starting quarterback of Matt Ryan. Yeah. yeah. Then you've got the Panthers, who have... <laughs> oh, I can't remember his first name, but it's Newton. Yeah. 
Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Then Saints <laughs> is Drew Brees. Yep. Yeah. Spoken about a lot this year. Yep. That was helpful. And <laughs> the Buccaneers have. Mm, this be interesting to see what you say. Mm, be an interesting Ryan choice. Fitz Magic. <laughs> I take it. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, Fitzpatrick. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. But also, like, so Jameis Winston would be their starter, but he's suspended. But I would agree that maybe as of right now, it is definitely. Yeah. But regardless of suspension, to see. a lot of people be hoping that he he doesn't get his job back and Fitzpatrick continues if he carries on this rich fame form. Anyway, Lewis, that's that. That's very good. Yeah. Um, shame about Cam Newton's, but no, it's fine. It's oh, fine. I know. Okay, 15-yard penalty. Something we'd like to see, please. Okay, so although you agreed that last time they were penalties... They were good. You, you did well. You unhappy with they the were regularity. They were very niche. <laughs> yeah. So I've actually gone back to my first one. Remember when I was really confident and you were like, no. Mm. Yeah. So I've actually just researched that. and I've got, I'm going to get that spot on. Okay, good. I like so it. Like gratitude. the chop block. Okay, yep. chop block, Great. yeah. So this is what I think I was trying to talk about. I think this is what I said I think he was trying yeah, to talk yeah. about. Yeah. So it's when um, a player tackles below the waist mm-hmm. yeah. at the same time that someone is trying to block, a, just block the player. So mm-hmm. it's effectively... It's yeah, when you've got two on one. Two on one. Yeah. Um, known as the chop block. And that's a 15-yard penalty. That is a 15-yard yeah. penalty. And <laughs> we see them occasionally. It's true. It's true. You do see that occasionally. Certainly more often than the pile on. <laughs> Or, or delay being late for the kickoff. <laughs> that was brilliant. Being late for the coin toss. It's yeah, not even yeah, for the kickoff. Yeah, yeah. It's for the coin yeah, toss. Yeah. Um, whilst we're on fifteen-yard penalties, can we please talk a little bit about roughing the passer? Because I don't know what it is anymore. <laughs> I know. So basically, if now Lewis, we can talk to this. Can be a bit of learning or Lewis maybe. Uh, so roughing the passer in the past would have normally just been Ben's throwing the ball as a quarterback. I wait sort of one second, two seconds, and then nail him, and then it'd be okay. rocking passer. Maybe yeah. like a, a, a bit like a late hit in rugby. Yeah, yeah. you can't. You know it when you see it. You're like, yeah, yeah. that was a bit he, late. He like He's definitely thrown yeah, that yeah. ball. <laughs> he stopped. Yeah, and did not. Yeah, yeah. Whereas now they've put in a rule. Mainly, they people are calling it the Aaron Rodgers rule because last year, and it's happened to a lot of quarterbacks, but it happened to the best quarterback we've got in the league. So they're a little bit more okay. How can we protect these guys? Uh, gets tackled from the side. Side of the body hits the ground. This guy, the lineman or the person create, doing the sack. Uh, tackling all his body weight goes on the side of Ben which then it causes your collarbone to basically just snap because there's no effort to go yeah mm. um, and that was that's caused by someone's full body weight going on somebody okay and other injuries are created by that so last week um, I won't get into that anyway <laughs> so they brought in a rule saying you have to avoid putting all your body weight onto a quarterback as you're tackling them or after you've tackled them um, what Ben's going to say is how can you possibly tackle someone and you're just you're running through men that are trying to stop you getting there. So you're putting every bit of momentum you have and power. You then hit this quarterback, and you're then meant to not basically follow through on the tackle. Well, because I used to play rugby at school, yeah. So similar, yeah. And it surely, if you're if you're properly going to tackle someone, you can't not. you can't not it, because it, it, you've, yeah. you've committed to it. So it's it's a natural part of the movement. So there are a couple of important things. First of all, for me, is the wording of the rule. It says, um, so we're going deep. <laughs> well, so it says all or most of the body weight. So first of all, it's subjective, mm. which is the worst way you can have a rule is That's to make true. it subjective. And so it's... Murdering? Question mark? Was, was, it, was it only a little bit of the body weight or was it most of the body weight? You, you can't judge that. And so second of all is what you're talking about is the way that you're taught to tackle 
the, the, so the thing we're talking about is Clay Matthews had a hit on Alex Smith, got called for roughing the pass, and he tackled him basically perfectly. Head to the side, laid the shoulder and not the helmet, wrapped around, so it was a perfect form tackle. You're teaching that in rugby as well. You're like, mm. yeah, fantastic tackle. Once you've got your arms wrapped around them, what the heck else are you meant to do? Natural yeah. momentum and basic physics says you're going to land on top of this person. Yeah. So unless you can break the universe and say, I'm going to hit you, we're in the air, and then I'm just going to somehow disappear. <laughs> yeah, right? It, it does not work. No, but I can't the, see that. Perhaps the most frustrating thing is that it's also been quite inconsistent. And that there was a play... Um, in that game where a Redskins defensive lineman sacked Darren Rodgers, spun him round and landed on top of him while spinning spinning him round, didn't get called for a penalty. Um, but both times, because it happened to Clay Matthews last week as well, had another, again, a great sack called for roughing the passer. Both times the NFL has come out, the head, the head officiator for the NFL has come out and said, that is roughing the passer. And in fact, we're going to use that clip in training videos of what roughing the passer is, at which point everybody, including me, starts losing their mind. But but how? When everybody who's watching the game can clearly see that there's no other way to tackle, you're going to make it illegal. Also, if you mm. think, if you're trying to, if you're falling, if you just tackle someone as the um, defensive player and you're falling, if you were to suddenly try and like put an arm down or, or bo- you're almost more risk of injuring yourself and Absolutely. doing your own arm in yeah. or wrist just... or something than than hurting somebody else and you know it's it's a difficult one really because once you made a tackle the obviously the object is you, you you're taking them off their feet yeah so there's only two ways is that's to go through them or mm. to somehow go past them unless you've Grab gone past them. them pull them back but well, just, you, I, you I, can't I, do I, that in the, in the moment of the game have the momentum and well, you so have the, the, the rules around hitting a quarterback are just getting longer and longer in that you can't tackle below the waist because then you're risking knee injuries at the pace you're going at that kind of makes sense can't tackle them at the helmet again concussions etc that completely makes sense and so you've got basically shoulder to waist to torso. tackle through right sorry torso yeah great we do have a doctor in the house <laughs> you've got a very specific tackle area and players are still making tackles in that area and getting called for roughing the passer and what clay matthew said after in the press conference was really interesting because he was like i know all these rules and i've done everything and if I'd wanted to put a little bit extra and like dug a shoulder in and tipped him, I could have. Mm. I could have deliberately roughed him, but I didn't. I did everything I could to tackle as perfectly as I've been described to by the NFL, and I'm still getting flags for it. Craziness. Mm. I am upset about it. Having but, said that, I've got a dodgy shoulder from someone landing on me in rugby when I was like 15. What? But. But yeah, that's as part of the game. It's a physical thing. Ben is going to be tranquilizing. <laughs> uh, I, I agree. I think, uh, again, just quickly, the frustrating thing is that we solved the catch rule, which is a, a bane of the league and people finding it embarrassing. And now you sort of have another embarrassing one, um, which <clears throat> just doesn't make a lot of sense. We need some clarity. Yeah. And, it, and the whole off season was talking about the new helmet rule. But that's going to be crazy. No, that's good. And it's completely faded into insignificance because well, no one hasn't really been called. So, yeah, it works. But it's been completely replaced in terms of the what are the NFL doing yeah, by definitely. this rule? Yeah, and it seems like every year there's another rule that comes in. People like, are always going to go criticize things like the helmet rule actually works quite well. I think um, we've had, we've seen two ejections from it and things like that. Is and that's good because it's protecting their heads and yeah, um, and, yeah. And you want to use the know it when you see it kind of thing. For mm-hmm. me, it's kind of like okay, that looked like that. That kind of makes sense. The the eye test and very few of these roughing the passer calls have looked at you kind of yeah. gone. 
It's an extremely it's, physical it's, it's, sport. It's, it's almost right? impossible not to do yeah. what they're asking them not to do. And, and you'll emphasise player safety, all this kind of stuff, which makes sense. And yes, it's led to higher scoring games because the quarterbacks are on the field for longer. And with the rough in the past, you get a first down, drive continues, etc. whatever. But at the same time, you want some, you want to, the defence to be able to do their jobs <laughs> and they can't. I agree. Uh, get involved on social media at Englishman's NFL. Uh, like I said before, subscribe to us both on the podcast platforms and on YouTube. Um, leave us a review. Tell us how good Ben's English accent is. Um, don't say anything negative or, you know, jog on. Uh, <laughs> basically, have a great week. I like to say that. Have a good week. Lewis, Do have it. a good week. Yeah, and you ben, have a good under week. instruction to have a good week. That's it. Uh, I don't have not. the computer tomorrow night to edit, so maybe Ed will get this out on Wednesday night. Um, that will determine whether I have a good week. Love doing the podcast, guys. Episode eight next week. See you Smashing. then. Bye.